Drop servicing has become this kind of hot topic in the last few months from a few disgruntled freelancers who do not believe doing business in this manner is ethical. So in this episode, I'm going to break down what drop servicing is and is not. I'm going to make my case for why it is absolutely an ethical business model. And I'm going to also go over why you guys should ultimately be working towards creating your own drop servicing engine so that you can at some point step away from your business, earn passive income and become financially free. Let's do it. Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. All right, guys, we are back. You are catching me after my California extravaganza Coachella experience, which means I think I lost about nine years of my life living through the marathon that that was. I still have not regained feeling in two of my toes. It looks like it's not a circulation problem, but a nerve damage problem from wearing not correct footwear to walk about 10 miles each day in the desert. So if you go to Coachella next year, Take my advice, please wear a shoe that allows your foot to not be too cramped narrowly into it. It needs to be able to spread out or you will have numb toes. That being said, we are back. I am feeling a lot more motivated and inspired than I have honestly in the last five or six months right now. I kind of feel like I'm getting my my chutzpah back. I definitely have been feeling a little uninspired pretty much since November of 2021. And you you know, you can't really force inspiration. It does have to somewhat find its way to you. So I've been trying all different things. I'm, I got my real estate license. I thought I wanted to learn how to DJ, may still want to learn how to do that. But just kind of out of the blue in the last week, I've all of a sudden felt this renewed sense of passion and excitement and a desire to share thoughts and ideas with the world. Maybe it's because I've started tweeting a lot again. Twitter was always my favorite app. It was actually the first social media app I ever downloaded. So maybe it's because I can tweet again. If you guys are on Twitter, please follow me. I do try and answer everyone on there. It's where you will catch me at my sassiest. The username is just Alex underscore Fasulo. But yeah, I don't know what it is. I've just been feeling a lot more creatively energized. It feels good. feels like I'm back. So you might notice a increase in the energy in these podcasts. It may get even crazier than before. So as I always say, buckle up. In today's episode, we're going to talk about another controversial topic that really isn't controversial at all. And I'm going to present my case for why it is not controversial at all. Drop servicing is the name people are assigning to a freelancing business model in which one person, the owner, outsources the remaining freelancing work to other freelancers. So if you guys haven't heard of the term drop servicing, maybe this is the first time. If not, it's definitely starting to catch some steam depending on where you're looking on the internet. And it's just kind of a cutesy name modeled after drop shipping, drop servicing. It is aptly named. It makes sense. The problem is that A lot of freelancers are pushing back against this kind of business model, probably because they are upset they did not think of it first. Listen, I'm just the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just, that's my hunch. 
Before I explore how a drop servicing business model works, and to be transparent is one that I'm currently using with my own business, let's discuss why there is absolutely nothing wrong with growing a business that you own. I feel crazy that I even need to say that, but that's definitely 2022 for you with a lot of different things happening in the world. So allow me to do a little common sense history 101 here. For thousands of years, business owners were considered successful when they expanded their operation. This is pretty self-explanatory. It's only in the last 50 years that we have people who are upset by successful business owners expanding their businesses. Go figure. Not sure what's controversial about being successful and bringing on more people to help you. I blame social media and people's ability to complain and be upset publicly when someone else thinks up something more efficiently than they have. They get mad. Either way, there's nothing morally wrong with taking your current freelancing business and expanding it. It should be something that you're working towards doing. If anyone tells you otherwise or attempts to bully you for that, know they are envious. They have not been able to do it for themselves. Mark my words. It's that time in every podcast where I have to say one of my cliche old people sayings, lions do not concern themselves with the opinions of sheep. I should put that on a t-shirt, except it's not my saying, so I'd have to change it up probably. Just to articulate how it is okay to work with a freelancing team today, Fiverr has enabled users to turn on a Teams feature and quite literally work with a team through their marketplace. If you guys haven't seen this feature, it's in there. Considering that they are a very controlling and mandate anonymity on their website, for Fiverr to be able to tell you that you can have a freelancing team model that should confirm to you that this idea is really not far-fetched at all, and if anything, Fiverr even believes that this is the direction that freelancing is heading in, which is always a good sign. I use the example of shopping for a shirt at the mall a lot when it comes to explaining drop servicing to people. Do you take a shirt off of the rack, walk up to the cashier, and demand to know the first and last names of every single person who stitched that shirt together? Or do you try it on, see if it fits, check the price tag, and buy it if you like it? This is consumerism 101. With the drop servicing freelancing model, the owner or the person's name assigned to the LLC slash S-Corp, which I'm going to talk much more about for you guys in upcoming episodes, and in this case, that would be me, right? Assigns work to a team they manage through a chat portal, which for me is Slack. There's other types of instant messenger tools you guys can be using. I'm just a fan of Slack. It's free. That's why I like it. <laughs> Inside of my Slack, here is how my operation runs, so I'm going to break it down right now for you guys, but side note... This could not be more transparent of me. Again, for people who claim I am not being transparent about this, suck it. I have one agency manager, my best friend Brie, everyone knows. She operates as me in my place. She's the de facto me in my operation, right? So Brie logs into my accounts and is the front-facing person chatting with all the potential clients, depending the platform. It could be my email, could be the phone. When work is placed, she then assigns it to a rotation of six different writers I have personally hired. Since these writers are freelancers who work with about 10 of me, right, I'm not their only person supplying them work, they are sometimes available to take on the work I give them, and sometimes they're not, and that's totally fine. If they are available, they grab the orders, they are made aware of information for the order and the timeliness, like when the order is due. For the more mundane tasks like logging payroll or tinier details, I have paid three different virtual assistants to support Brie in running this operation. So I, say, I always say to Brie, if there's something that's like some busy work that's taking up a lot of your time and you feel like your time could be allocated more efficiently, 
feel free to assign it out to one of these virtual assistants. Their hours can vary every week, and again, since they work with about 10 of me, I am not their sole provider, which is why I am not exploiting these people. Now, I'm going to go on my exploitation rant, because that one really gets me when people comment that on my stuff. When people claim that this is exploitation, I want to explode, okay? How on earth is it exploitation to allow people to decline work if they want from wherever, work with other people, and start at around $30 per hour? Because that's, that's the situation over here at Alex Fasulo LLC. Do you know how much billions of people in the world would love to be exploited in that way? Obviously, that was sarcasm. That was a joke, okay? Nobody go, like, print that I meant that seriously. <laughs> Point being, these people that work with me can quit at any time. They can decline the work if they don't want it, and they can do the work from wherever they want in the world. They can even take on a job with an employer who gives them benefits to the side of me if they want, or they can buy their own, as I do using healthcare.gov with my IRA retirement account and all of these other lovely benefit specifics that I'm going to very clearly put into an online course for you guys, hopefully to come out this summer. Sit tight. I know benefits are a big deal, and I know people want me to explain it more in depth, so don't worry, I'm working on it. But back to the business model. It works with one agency manager supported by a few virtual assistants and a rotating basis of writers. They are all hanging out in a Slack channel where it's very easy to divvy out the work, organize it, communicate in real time, all that good stuff. Everyone is paid every two weeks. It's a pretty simple business model that takes the money I would have been earning alone and spreads it out over nine to ten people, which... I don't want to bore people with economic theory, but that's a great thing when you're helping to spread money out. If you're helping to spread earnings out to nine or ten people, if you're creating jobs for nine to ten people, that's a really very healthy thing for the economy and subsequently benefits everybody in that economy. Anyway, I end up taking home around 30 to 35 percent of what's earned and the rest goes to the remainder of the team. So many CEOs and corporate elites take home 70 to 80 percent of what their companies make while leaving everybody else to wither away in their little cubicle today. My point being that this is not exploitation. That's all I'm going to say. I will rest my case now. <laughs> This drop servicing model can be replicated for literally any type of freelancing service. That is what is so cool about it. Just because I'm a writer, again, you guys, doesn't matter what you're offering. This can be applied to anything. It's essentially doing business without the middleman. Corporations are a middleman between you and their clients. They take a cut of your labor that you provide to their paying customer. They also create a barrier of anonymity between you and the client. They are the front-facing brand. They get all the credit at the end of the day while they benefit off of your labor. They also control where you live, what time you come into work, and the potential for your pay. Whereas there is no ceiling with freelancing, it is completely what you want to earn and what you want to make of it, and your overall happiness is completely yours to own again. In a drop servicing model, there is no corporation. There is just you, the freelancer, and the buyer. There's much more freedom and room for flexibility for everyone involved. Everyone's happier, and the freelancers end up making more money than if they had worked at a 9-to-5 job. I quote the same stat all the time. If you're scratching your head saying she made that up, CNBC ran an article proving that 70% of freelancers make more than their salaried counterparts. So nearly three-fourths of them. Yes, there is one-fourth of them who do not. I'm never speaking in absolutist terms here. I know people take everything I say very literally, but again, you can go look up that study if you would like. To address the final piece of hate that this business model receives... One would say, isn't it unethical to give work to a client without telling them it was outsourced? Here are my thoughts on that. First off, it wasn't outsourced. 
I hate when people write that on my stuff. Sounds like you're sending the work to a far-off land to a person you don't know or trust to get it done. In my model, I know every single person on my team, so the work is not outsourced, it is assigned. Secondly, I am honest with the fact that this is a team here. If you look at my emails, Brie lets them know the team will assist them in completing the order. If the client doesn't like the word team, they can take their business elsewhere. Nobody is forcing them to place an order with me. Since 99% of businesses run on multiple teams and people, I have never had a person have a problem with the fact that I am managing a team over here. In fact, having a team with different writers who have different specializations is much more efficient and results in better quality products for the client at the end of the day. This is, again, 101 specialization in the workforce. Everyone wins at the end of the day. We are stronger together than we are apart. You guys know all of the sayings. I predict drop servicing will become a major way to do business in the next 10 years. I believe we are at the forefront of it, and that's why people are scared or lacking understanding of this business model. It's so new that they can't necessarily wrap their brains around it yet. This kind of agile, lean way of doing business in the gig economy is going to change so many people's lives, especially people like mothers who need to stay at home with their kids while also earning a living. It can help people who aren't able to work a normal job, whether that be physically or mentally. It can help so many, such a wide variety of people who have not been able to fit into that nine to five office box. Being able to set your own hours, travel, and curate your working life around your personal life is going to be absolutely huge for people. Pretty soon, the concept of drop servicing won't even be taboo. It'll just be normal. And one of my favorite sayings, I'm hitting you guys with another saying, I'm sorry, is the difference between a conspiracy theorist and being right is just time. I'm trying not to laugh right now, but it is true. <laughs> a few years from now, this won't be controversial at all, but for now, jump on this business model, you guys, if you can, if you have the time. It's an amazing, amazing opportunity available to you, and I say this all the time. Between the technology, the internet, everything that we have today, it has literally never been easier in the history of the entire planet to be able to just start a business like this and hire people and set up a team. You don't have to dump tens of thousands of dollars in it. You don't need to go find a lawyer. You don't need to do all of these different things that used to gatekeep people, you can just do this. You can for free listen to this podcast right now and go open up your laptop. And that has just never been available to people ever. And I'm sure the millions of people throughout the history of the world would give anything to be alive specifically for this opportunity right now, especially all the people who have taken out tons of business loans for their businesses to ultimately fail and all those terrible things. Every freelancer should be working towards creating a drop servicing engine at some point. That should be your end game. I'm never shy about saying that to you guys. It's how you transition from active to passive income, which is key here to building wealth, retiring young, etc. It's the best way to amass wealth and get in control of your time. It's the best way to get your time back and be able to do what you want to do with your life every day without having to grind, grind, grind and hustle yourself to death. There's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting that for yourself. I really want to just kind of hammer that final point home here. I believe access to freedom is a universal human right. So many people today have been brainwashed into thinking that wanting freedom is selfish. Dot, dot, dot. Yikes. We need to change that. I think that's a very dangerous place to be in if you find somebody's desire to be free 
selfish. There's lots of different brainwashing, propaganda, media, everything that has tried to condition you into thinking that quitting your job, quitting your corporate job to go work for yourself and do exactly this is irresponsible, it's exploitative, it's selfish, it's all these things. You know what? I'm here to tell you it's absolutely none of those things, and that has only come up in the last, like, 75 years that we would call that selfish. That used to actually be called the American dream back in the day, and it is still available to those who keep their mind open enough to realize that it is still available to them, to people who are willing to do the work to rewire their subconscious. Follow the steps that I give you guys. If you're listening to this, you guys already know I don't need to convince you of that, but drop servicing is here to say, mark my words. With that, okay guys, I'm wrapping it up here. I hope you like this episode. As always, if you guys have any topic suggestions or things you would like me to cover, please don't be shy commenting anywhere on my social media, as well as emailing Bree at contact at alexfasulo.com. She reads all the emails. So if you guys have any suggestions, ideas, collab opportunities, feel free to hit me up. Like I said, I am working on some online courses to come out hopefully this summer covering just taxes, freelancer taxes in its own entire course, and then benefits and another one. I know I keep alluding to them and mentioning healthcare.gov, but I will be providing a more comprehensive overview on how to get onto a healthcare.gov and actually buy your plans, what to look for, etc. So with that, I am going to actually record my next episode right now. I'm pounding these out today. <laughs> I hope you guys are loving it. Reviews are greatly appreciated. I have very low reviews compared to the amount of listeners. Not sure why. So if you love me, if you love these podcasts, I would really appreciate a review. So with that, I will be back soon. Bye, guys.